0: Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Just want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's an awesome guest. I met this gentleman in December of last year, and man, we just hit it off right away. Uh, And I just can't wait to hear some of his stories, some of the inspiring things that he's done. Huey, how are you doing, brother?
1: What? man? thanks for having me on your podcast, man. It's it's
0: amazing. You know, it's
1: like... uh... We met last month. I can't even believe it's been a month. I feel like I've been knowing you for longer. And um, I remember you were the very first person that I met. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were setting up, right? We were setting up yep. to, for the amazing event with our friend uh, Jr. Spear and the BLN Network. And, you know, that's what you do. You just roll up the sleeves. Uh, you know, Jr put out the all the, the all but all word but, you know, bulletin bolt saying hey who can help <laughs> out I had just checked into my hotel I was like all right I'll be right down and, and, and you were there you would just come in as well and roll up your sleeves and here you we, get it done man and here we are a month later yeah and not only that uh, not only were, were we amazing but I also want to say how amazing of an MC I mean how you ran the whole day kept it on uh-huh. schedule and you, you know I know you chose music for each Person, and you know, uh, you know, I, you were like, "Oh, wait, I changed my song for you, Dave." And I was like, "What?" And then I didn't know the song. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest: the "Be a Leader" by Wajuda. I didn't even know a Wajuda existed until you you shared with, with me the song, and I listened to it. I loved the song, and then I started listening to some other music. I was like, "It's one of those things about trying to be open," and and that's really what it is: is, is you get to meet amazing people like you when you're open and I want to talk about you being really open about a lot of things, especially in the pandemic, right? The world shut down. What happened to you?
1: um, The world shut down. and um, For me, it was something that really just resonated with my spirit. You know, um, I really channeled into my spirit, into my intuition, into wisdom, into discernment during that whole phase because as we all know everything was chaotic and so i knew that i could not always listen to what i was saying but but really looking between the lines of what's really happening and so i had to really gauge on what my spirit was telling me what to do and what not to do and the thing that my spirit told me to do was it's your time to shine it's time to travel like you never have before and i remember you know Being a vlogger, I used to struggle with, you know, as people don't like the content, is this enough? I'm not getting enough likes and I'm doubting myself. And this was like that first time during a crazy pandemic where my spirit was like, we got a game plan. We're going to stick to it and it's going to work. And so I was literally led off guidance of spirituality for the entire process. And i Never stopped. And people thought I was crazy and I lost my mind. But at the same time, people were inspired. I mean, I was I was inspired. It was like a for me, it was like an out of body experience that it was my flesh. But it was like my spirit was guiding my flesh. So I felt like I was two different people at at, at some point. And, you know, I I look back um, on on those experiences from time to time. And I just go, wow, like I did that. Little old me from St. Louis, Missouri, did all this doing, a, doing something that we've never encountered, expected, anticipated uh, in our lives before. And um, um, it was a life changing experience for me and uh, it taught me a lot about myself, uh, about how I respond during, you know, catastrophes mm-hmm. and what and it really showed me what I'm really here for.
0: At the bottom of the day, Yeah, no, which is awesome because you decided to make that decision. And really, so what did you learn about yourself? Uh, Because we were just talking about actually learning about ourselves and how we sometimes push ourselves beyond what we think we could do or or overcome some of the fears that we experienced.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I hate to admit this, to be honest with you, so I'm going to just keep it between you and me and your listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I hope no one tells nobody. But I realized that unfortunately, well, it's fortunate, I don't know, I'm, I'm bittersweet, that I've really worked better under pressure. Mm. You know, prior to the pandemic, brother, I had all this time to work on content, going to these different countries, and just was just enough. just just everywhere. Just, I couldn't focus. And it was like, as the pandemic happened, I it structured and focused and it really showed me that you know you know because to t- to be prepared for what's not even expected to be prepared that you don't even know what's next you know keep in mind that i was traveling when um when states were still you know hot spot states and only hot spot states had to do extra criterias to move forward and to roam around and i remember when i went to aruba um you know, because I live in California and California is a hotspot state. And I flew, you know, I kept up with all the guidelines and I flew all the way from California to Florida and stayed overnight. I was going to fly from Florida to Aruba and I get to the stand and he was like, oh, you're from California. Do you have your uh, um, do you have your documentations for you uh, taking the test for COVID? And I was like, well, I just looked online and they said I didn't need one. Like Things were like changing Changing on the hour. Hour by hour, right, yeah. And I I said, I just checked. He says, well, they changed it. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, I I can't let you through and let you have this documentation. And um, so he goes, he didn't know I lived in California. So he goes, well, if you want to, we can postpone your flight until next Saturday. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I was like, I'm getting on this flight. I don't know how I'm getting on it, but I'm getting on it. And I literally had to sit down, figure it out. And the next thing you know, I was in Aruba. Later, hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so, it really taught me to know how to hustle and to root. Re- when I'm really determined about something, is something that really takes over me to really plow. Because we're living through some. I was just talking to a friend of mine on the phone an hour ago, and we're living we're living in some new territory, um uncharted territory, and the game has changed. And you have to be able to adapt to the new changes on all the good
0: and bad that's
1: been thrown at us
0: um rapidly sure 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 and i think really uh, i'm also i need deadlines i don't need an ish i don't need you to say yeah i'll, I'll call you when i get home I, like i i need you to tell me exactly we're going to meet at this time and you know i don't need to i don't need to know everything that's going to happen when we meet or when we right. do stuff but man i need to ha- have that opportunity to go so you can plan it right i like to plan and control some of what we can control. As we we right. know control is really an illusion. You, you can't control anything and you know uh, the only thing you can control is yourself. So That's as, right. So as you're getting to Aruba, you're getting out of the country as, it, as as the world starts to shut down and obviously you got to Aruba and, and then what happened? Yes. Well, what's interesting
1: is um, I was supposed to go to Aruba originally in March of 2020 and the end of March, but of course everything shut down mid-March. So Aruba was one of six countries that opened um, in the summertime. And I remember when I was telling my, my fans, you know, I was leaving the country. Everybody was like, where are you going? What country <laughs> open? How did you find a way to get out of bondage? I'm like, there is a will. There is a way. When you're determined, you will find it.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: So um, I, I really went to Aruba for my sanity. I just needed to get away from all the chaos that was happening in the States and, of course, around the world. And I wanted to use this platform and use this opportunity to inspire those who are in bondage, who are in pain, who are scared, confused and afraid. So I I really was preparing a platform for everyone to just be inspired. Um, And I didn't know how that was going to look. I didn't know what it was going to entail. But I knew I had to get out for my own sanity and figure out a way as I was traveling to you know, help people out. Um, so it was really just having fun and just vacationing. And I just vlogged the entire experience. And since everyone was at home or couldn't travel or too scared to travel, be honestly, everyone was tuning in. So when I was realizing I was getting more followers and, and you know, watch my content, I was like, ah, oh. I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity to really have a niche and be specific in what I'm recording. And I'm like, how can I make this fun? Um, how can I keep people inspired to want to travel during the pandemic, and also put Aruba on the blast on uh, in front line as far as like what's to be offered here? So, um, so I ended up getting tested while I was there, Um, and then I had to stay in the house for 24 hours until my results came. I got an email saying that you're clear, and brother, I left the house as if I was escaping prison. I'm like, where are we going? What can I shoot? What can I eat? What is offered here? It was an amazing, an amazing experience. And what's so, what's so funny is is um a really good friend of mine, she's one of my best friends. And uh and I remember there was a specific post I posted on my Instagram. She goes, Oh, you made everybody mad on this post. And all the post was was my shirt. And the back of my shirt, it said, um, I think it says, like, always traveling, traveling forever, something like that. And I had some lights, and I had the ocean. <laughs> so it was like, my, so you see my back, you see my head, and there was the ocean in the background and the foreground, and then it was this, the song. And she said, you just made a lot of people mad on this post. And I went back to watch, and I'm like, what is it about this post that, I'm like, it's nothing really significant about this post, ex- except sharing that I'm looking at the water. And she's like, that's the whole point because most folks can't do that. So after that, I was like, okay, that's not my goal. My goal is not to say, put dangling carrots in people's faces. It's like, aha, I'm here and not. But the goal really was to how can I keep people inspired doing this uh, detrimental, as I call it, time. So that was a really good learning curve
0: for me. Yeah, well, that's the important part. And that's what we all have to always realize is people's perspectives. Like they were all upset because they wanted to be where you, they wanted to be you, uh, uh, who doesn't want to be Huey, right? But, uh, <laughs> but no, but but that's sort of what the, your your platform. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about your platform because you also, you know, I know you 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 believe you know the live love travel experiences. I, you know, I can't wait to hear about that because you really embrace the travel during the pandemic and even beforehand. And but not only just traveling; it's not like hey, I'm going here and sharing that oh, wow, I'm here and I'm cool because I went here, I went to Belize, Brazil. It's also the impact. You didn't just go and sit in a hotel and go, let me do the regular tourist thing. You embrace yourself and you embrace that whole experience. So could you explain to us a little bit about that? Yeah. um,
1: Well, you know, every travel blogger is different. And so I had to, you know, when I was – Rediscovering myself on the traveling side, I was like, "Who am I?" I'm like, "I know who I am personally, but who am I as a traveler?" And um, and I remember I was, you know, I looked up to certain role models, and and I was actually trying to follow their forte, and it just was not working. So pre the pandemic, I was trying to be somebody else that I wasn't, and it was frustrating. And so really, the pandemic really helped me to become my own. Um, so, um, I love cultural experiences, so that's something I always got to have forever. man. I love, when I travel, I like to be where the locals are at. I want to stay in the residential neighborhoods. I don't care about the five star hotels. Um, the only time I would stay in one is during my birthday, but even that's a hard for me to do. Um, I have to pressure myself to do something, you know, but I just like to keep it simple. I like to keep it real, raw, rad and authentic because um, I feel like that's where the experience really is. Now, there's nothing wrong with Five Star. There's nothing wrong with people living their lives, doing what they want to do. But for me, I feel like there is an area that needs to be more exposed. You know, communities in these different countries need to be more exposed. I mean, all the great areas are all saturated, you know, and it's good to go to, you know, get your Instagram shot ready. but, But there's more to all. And so the locals, you meet with a local man, they teach some cool areas that are like non-saturated and even cheaper food and even better food. And so it's like, I live for those experiences. And I also like adventure. Um. And I also like to challenge myself um, um, on adventures, which I'll do, but I think the biggest challenge for me is food. Like I'm a very particular, very picky, very specific eater. So for me to be trying new foods that's like exotic, that's area where I really
0: need a really help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but on that. yeah, and, and that's really you know kind of what we do, but but taking those chances and really experiencing as a, a, as a local, and that's really you know so much powerful. Because you also do. I mean, I, if I looked at it, and I don't know enough about it, so I'd love to hear about it. You were part of some documentaries, and you were, you were you were helping some people in the locales that you you attended that you went to. Is that right? Yeah, um, so I did more more of the blogging
1: um aspect. Mm-hmm. Um when I went to Belize, um, thanks to another blogger. Um, I went to this community and they called themselves the the Girafuni people. And, and so it was a good cultural experience where we spent like seven and a half hours with them. We learned about their culture, that was two hours. Then we learned about their plants. Then we got the chance to prep a meal from scratch. Mm. Uh, we made some hoodoo. Um, it was one of the most amazing suits that I've ever had. And to this day, I still think about it. Oh my God, it was amazing. Um, and it's those experiences I live for. And I got to learn about. You know that they were taken over by the the British, and they fought the British for 150 years, all because of cassava bread. Cassava bread is what saved their lives. Mm. And, and I was like, how does how did cassava bread save your lives for 150 years, from fighting off the British? He says, well, this was the jungle, and this is how we survived. And one of the things I don't think I really, uh, I think people overlook was the soldiers when they were out in the fields, they netted. Uh, netted uh, footprints on where all the cassava bread was, in the and the and um, the and um, the forest. And he said, so if someone died, they find a helmet, they know where to find the cassava bread. I'm like, that is oh, genius. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's 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 stories like that, you know. I, I enjoy telling stuff that we don't know that's intriguing and that should be, you know, mainstream. So I'm just doing whatever I can in the niche that God has had me in to bring forth whatever that's not been exposed. And and you talked about the live love live love travel experience. And I would just dive into that. So God really gave me this name, the live love travel experience. I had no idea right what it was gonna be called. And so I remember I was like, what is she? I'm like that. Each word should have a meaning. And I remember on my birthday in Costa Rica in 2019, everything literally just flew out of my mouth. Um, I was doing a birthday vlog and saying thank you for everyone. to Say, we don't wish me a happy birthday. And literally, out of my mouth, kid, live your life. Love always. Travel as often as you can so you can experience the encounters that are waiting for you. And that is what the love, love, travel experience is about
0: that is so awesome. I I love that you explained that. Thank you so much. And You're uh, and and you have. I mean, I you know, I was looking at it. I mean, you, you went hang hang gliding in, in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I saw a picture of that and I was like holy <laughs> moly you know so of course you had the the, the picture in Rio uh, with, with Christ the Redeemer you know yeah. I, guess, I guess that's the, the Instagram right you have to you're in Brazil you have to do that but uh right. but anyway, oh you God,
1: know, you need your homework man you studied yeah <laughs> you know
0: I, I wanted to bring it for you you know I didn't want to just be like alright here you know let's do it but uh, I, I love that but you know and we were talking uh, in the green room uh, how I'm fearful of, of of heights and I and I overcome that and then you've had some things that you've overcome uh with your fears mm-hmm. yeah
1: and um if we do this for the intro it's it's water water was my biggest fear and um, I overcame it last year it took me 30 years but it was baby steps like if there's different things I've done throughout the years you know taking a cruise you know just being over water um you know being in a swimming pool going underwater um, okay. The next step is just to put my feet in the ocean. Okay, let me at least go five feet in the ocean. Next step was let me get all the way
0: in the ocean. The next step was let me put my head in the ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it's it, yeah, well, it's that scary thing to to face. Uh, you know, I I, I told you the story that uh, I knew I was fearful of, of, of heights, but I still, when they allowed you to do it, walked up uh, Chichen Itza. And, you know, when when you realize, I don't know if you've done it, but I I saw through your pictures and your vlogs that, you know, you've been to a bunch of the pyramids in Mexico. And, you know, these are huge things. For those who don't know about it, uh, the top of Chichén Itza is about 300 feet above the treetops. So you get up there and you're you're really just focusing on each, or I was focusing on each step as you get up. And then you finally get up there and you look down. And not only is it the angle and you're like, all right, but then it's like, all right! Wow, and you see trees that you know you just walk through the, the the mango groves and stuff like that. and You're like those were, you know, pretty serious sized trees, and you're way above that. It, it's more than just flight. It, it's a different experience, and, and that's what you know. I guess hang gliding is, and, and there's a part of me that wants to do that, man. I, I gotta oh, I, I gotta work girl, on that.
1: I would love to encourage you. It is safe. It is so peaceful. Um, you don't feel anything. Um, it, you literally just glide with the birds and eagles and you're just, you're just soaring. It was, it was an amazing, peaceful experience. I, and, and, and I like it because it was tandem. you were with someone, but I wouldn't have done it if it was something I had to do by myself. Cause I don't trust myself to be up in the air like that. Um, you know, when I skydive, you know, I skydived in Australia and, um, that was fun, but you feel a dip. You know, when they repel the uh, parachute, you go up, like, you feel that. I feel like that was the scariest part. But, hand, but the paragliding, it was a piece of cake. I'll do it again. <laughs> okay. I'll do that again before I skydive,
0: and i would be want to skydive again. <laughs> all right. So uh, with all your experiences, uh, what do, well, what do, what do you have planned on next? Great. So I'm literally, as we speak, in
1: the process of booking that next location. Um, the trip is booked. I'm working on lodging. I'm working on uh, making things practical and experiences. It has been somewhat frustrating. This is probably like the, 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 the country that is really making me work. And I had to reach out to a lot of sources, to because um, when I travel, I like to make sure that everything makes sense. And I also like to leave a little room for a little creativity for me to be surprised. I don't like being too surprised. I like a little surprise. Um, but I feel like this is one of those trips where I literally have to plan everything out. Um, it's been a lot of sh- struggles. Um, when I get off, the, when, I, when we finish this podcast, I'm going right back to the books. Because <laughs> if my goal is to have everything solidified, my goal is to have everything solidified this month. Now, I typically do not tell anyone where I'm going until I post, because I'm all about being mysterious, and I'm all about surprises, and I like to tell everybody at one time.
0: All right. No, I, that, that, that's all fair. So we, we, I, I, I hear we're not going to ask you where you're going. But, <laughs> but I, so I, I, I hear that, and I can't wait to, to see and, 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 and hear the experiences. But uh, so, so listen,
1: I'll give you and your followers a
0: hint. Give you guys
1: a little scoop. Be on the lookout late spring.
0: Ah, uh, late spring. Well, I guess after the BLN, you're going to run out of town. You're going to run out of the country after BLN, man. All that trouble that's going to happen in St. Louis, being back in St. Louis with all those guys. Um, I wish I could be there, uh, to, to be part of that. So, okay. So you've been. All over, I mean, again, we, we said hang gliding, you know, Rio de, de, de Janeiro, you've been to Africa, you've been to Tanz- Tanzania, you've been to Colombia, and, and I, I saw that picture right next to a, a car that was shot, shot up by, <laughs> by, uh, you know uh, somebody who uh, is world renowned um,
1: <laughs> Yo, very notorious <laughs> yeah
0: you know where's your bucket list because uh, you know one of the things that I, this this past year so uh, I think you might have met Emilio Roman uh, during that, that week and uh, I was talking to him and next year he's gonna help me take one more bucket out of my one more thing out of my bucket he's having an event in South Africa. And I've never done a, a safari yet in South Africa. So I'm like, January, guess what? Jan- you know, Dude, man, I'm in. Um, so where's some of your bucket list places?
1: Oh, first of all, I'm going to tell you, you are going to freaking, I mean, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had when I was in Kenya. And I remember um, I ended the trip in Kenya and I came back to the States. And I wanted to see some friends at home. And one of my friends said, um. Um, yeah, meet me at the zoo. I said, girl, I just saw wild Breeze. <laughs> Why in the hell would I be going to the zoo? We <laughs> see some caged animals. No! Um, well, I'll tell you this. I'm actually getting ready to check two off my bucket list um, that you everyone will see this spring. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Okay. And uh, another country where I'm really interested in going is Ghana. Mm,
0: um, I yeah, really
1: sure. love in Ghana. Um, Switzerland really stands out to me. Um, I would like to go to uh, what's the other S? One Switzerland, Sweden, Sweden. Mm, sure. <clears throat> those are three. And Italy. Oh gosh, I've always I've been trying to go to Italy for so long. So those are four.
0: So, you, that, um, so you've not been to Italy yet. It, I, I was. I was supposed. Oh my to go god. Away. Yeah.
1: I know it's amazing, and but you but you know I've learned in life that everything is all about timing. Mm-hmm. Everything sure. is about timing, and I have to. And I'm always reminded when I'm going through experiences that it's about time. And I remember I wanted to go to Australia. I had been wanting to go to Australia for 15 years. And Australia ended up being the very first country that I went to for my birthday. And it every, and I saw the pieces, how it had to be lined up. Because one of the things I learned before I went is Australia is a country that you don't want to go alone because it's very big and you can be bored. Well, you see the San Francisco uh yeah bridge right behind me so when i moved to san francisco um i ended up joining a church and our pastor was from sydney and i was like this is a sign i'm like if this is not a sign and i just kind of kept that to myself and one day he says that they have annual conferences there every year he says but they're not doing it then he says they're not doing it this year they're doing it next year and i've always wanted to go for my birthday and he says um I said, well, when is the next conference? He says, next year. I said, when next year? He says, April. I go, when next year, April? He says, like April 18th through the 28th. I said, that's during my birthday. So I'm like, all right,
0: this is a sign. If that's not like, a sign from God, not only were you at the church who's the pastors from Australia, which is you wanted to go, and it's dead square in where your birthday is. That's one of those things that, you know, like I know that there's going to be times when when I pass on and God says, I gave you signs for certain things. You didn't listen to it. That was a clear sign.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very clear. And so I live by those. So one of the countries that I have to keep anonymous for right now, there's another country I've been trying to go for 15 years, but I'm finally going. And I cannot wait to get the experience that's waiting for me. So, um even though I, I wanted to go to Italy last year versus going to Spain, I want to go to Italy. And it just didn't work out with me and my mom and trying to get there. So I'm just like, you know what? It just wasn't the right time. But you know what? I still have on my bucket list. I'll aim it for next year. If it's not time, then it's going to be there until it's time.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. I, I mean, you've been to so many places. I mean, uh, Italy, I've been to, and I, I can't just imagine to. I can't wait to see your vlogs on really uh, the the experience because I know I've gotten lost purposely in like Florence. One time I was there walking and we literally walked out of Florence and I remember coming back to the hotel. I did I did stay at a, you know, a, a nicer hotel and we tell, you know, we got back and we're like, all right, you know, is the kitchen still open? Because no, nothing else was really open. They were like, yeah, sure, we'll get you something. And where did you walk? I go, it, it said, there's a sign that says uh, Forenzi, which is Florence, and with a line through it. He goes, where were you? And we were like showing him on the map and he's like, I'm glad you're back home. It was just, and you know, but I've had some great stories. I mean, in Venice, there was walking through, you know, the, the streets and one time helping an old lady across the canals. And so I'm holding her bag. So like I'm, I'm helping her. So she was polite. She, she knew it was the, the language issue. And then all of a sudden we get to the side, she didn't need me anymore. And she's like waving me on. And I'm like, all right, you're like I wasn't expecting anything, but I was like, you know, she was so this, this, this old woman. She reminded me of my great grandmother, you know. And here she is, hanging like it was like seven bags, you know. Really, you know, there's no car there; it's all boats and and canals. Uh, but that's the experiences that you know. I love I love talking that's about
1: experience. About well, yeah. I know
0: what, and I'm definitely going to be getting in contact
1: with you before I go for sure. So yeah,
0: up. I I love it, man. Uh, I I want to go back. Uh, but there's so many places. How do you decide? So, that, you know, this is a big rock that we're flying through. How do you decide where? I don't want to know where. I I, I, I get the hints. Um, but how do you decide where you want to go? So, obviously, you shared that Italy is one of the places. But there's so many places. You've been to so many interesting places. And I guess.
1: I think, I think what what you just asked is, is a Really good question. This is a question that I don't get asked often, but I think it's a very um, pertinent um, question. Um, I'm really led by the spirit on where I need to go. So typically around every January December, I would tune into my spirit and go, "Where do you want to go?" And I would just get quiet. And it may not be that day, but around those two months, it would tell me, "This is where we need to go." This is where we need to go. And for instance, for instance, for instance, let's talk about Panama for two minutes. Never had an interest, never wanted to go in this lifetime. I was like, that's one country where I'm just not, I don't need to go in the flesh on this earth. And I went to Panama for my birthday last year. And once again, it's December, January. So around this time, I always tune in. And my spirit said, Panama. And I said, Panama? I don't want to go to no Panama. I wasn't (laughs) Panama. I never wanted to go. And I was for once struggling with what my spirit was telling me on where we needed to go. So I was like, God, you have to confirm this somehow another way because I don't want to go. And brother, I'm David. I'm telling you, during that season, I was getting signs left and right. Commercial Panama. It had just randomly come out of somebody's mouth. Panama. I meet somebody. They're from Panama. I'm like, oh God, I'm seeing the signs. Like you said, well, are you going to ignore the signs or are you want to listen to God? I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I was doing one of those. And this was the two final straws for me. Now, I'm an MC for a dancing competition, and um, typically when a a group or a person wins, the director will come up to that group and ask them questions. And the name of the piece that won first place was called Vacation. So my boss came up to the girls. He goes, well, since the title of your dance is called Vacation, Tell me somewhere where that's on your bucket list that you want to go. And one of the girls said, Panama. I was like, you know what? <laughs> and this came from like an eight-year-old. I was like, okay, you win. <laughs> you win. I'm going to freaking Panama. So, you know, I started looking up, you know, you know, the flights and all that stuff. Still not happy, but I was going. And then after I booked my flight, I got confirmation. So that friend that I was telling you about who said that she reached out to me and said, when you when she I posted that post, yeah, she, room, she wasn't I
0: happy know. with with the you, know, you got people <laughs> no, angry, yeah.
1: People weren't happy. So her, she has a podcast. It's called Boss Ladies Conversations. And um, as she was developing her podcast, um, uh, they did like a t- um, a trial and um, and I said, "How is it going?" Um, she says, "Oh, I'm looking at all the demographics that has been viewing our podcast." I said, "Who are your number one listeners?" And she goes, "Panama." <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, I was like, God, you win, I'm going, I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to tell you something, I had the time of my life, I really like it when God surprises me beyond my expectations, like when my expectations are very low about something, and he just whoosh, exudes them, and I'm like, wow, it was amazing, like I had no idea that Panama had islands, I had no idea. Went to one of the. I mean, it was amazing, absolutely amazing.
0: Well, that's what happens when you. You know, I know when I was learning a bunch of stuff, one of my mentors said, "Surrender. Once you surrender, really, no outcomes, no anything, the magic happens, and you get multiplied." As you just said, more than you can ever imagine. And you know, like for me, when you say when people say Panama, I'm like, yeah, it would be cool to see the Panama Canal, and I'm like. And I remember talking to somebody saying, "That's not even anything. Like you, you almost don't have to see the Panama Canal." And you know, yeah, <laughs> you can't hear me. How about now? Can you hear me? You're low. Might have lost it on your side. Hello, 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 hello. I, I can, I can hear you, but you're low. You, you sound really low. I haven't moved anywhere.
1: I saw a word that said muted. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, you... Uh, okay, there you are. Yeah, there you are. Uh, I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know why why it went muted. I haven't touched anything. I promise. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's
1: okay. I, I saw a word that came up and said muted. I'm like, muted? I'm like, I didn't mean anything, but go oh, ahead.
0: Yeah. Okay, but
1: yeah, surrender.
0: Yeah, so we'll go back. Uh, so, so surrender. It, it, you know, it really is. Once you can give up of yourself and not worry about the outcomes, God will multiply exactly what you need to be multiplied. And that's really the magic that I, I think you bring. I think that's why I love when you said, you know, you'll you'll live, love, travel experiences, and that there's a meaning behind each word. Yeah, no, so it, it's amazing because, you know, as a 17-year-old, that's been the change for me is that I, I started to think about what I was doing at 17 and what I knew. I mean, at, at 18, you know, I, one of my first flights, like solo flights, I'll tell you, I did fly out to San Francisco. My girlfriend went to Stanford. and. Oh. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get it to Stanford if unless they had me, like, sweeping the floors or something. But so I went out there, and it was, you know, when you go to college, you remember those days, especially back, you know, you and I are around. I'm still older, but uh, uh, they would give you that first credit card, right? You start getting all those credit cards. Mm, what am I going to do with it? So I went out to my girlfriend in San Francisco, and, man, you know, I, what, I, what I did is I left on a Friday. Fr- Friday, I cut school. And I got back Sunday night. So I was really only like, this is the most expensive flight ever. But it was the coolest thing because we surpri- I surprised her, not we. Uh, well, I guess her roommate helped me. Uh, but, oh, yeah, nice. you know, yeah, it was it, it, it was great. But it was one of those things that I, I tell my kids about it because I don't want them to hear about it or anything like that. But I said, you have to be smart about it. Like, I wasn't smart. Like, if there was something that went wrong, uh, yeah, I would have got in trouble. That That's the easy part, right? You can get over it, you know. The, the, the trouble, but somebody else should have known exactly where I was because even my girlfriend didn't know until she came back from her, her jog that I was coming. Like you know, her, her roommate knew, but my her roommate would have never you know. Like it was just a weird story, and it all worked no, out. Right, that, I,
1: you know, um, um, it's it's great, but you caught that lesson at an early age. You know, um, it it really that didn't hit me. You know, I travel a lot and. You know, I never, I mean, I told my mom, but I never gave her like, you know, major detail so It's am pretty, pretty secretive. But um, it took a life experience to like really let a few people know where I where I was because in Columbia, you know, I was in um, Bogota. So, you know, people tell me it's a very dangerous city. And yeah. I don't think there's any other dangerous city than St. Louis, Missouri, where I'm from, unless <laughs> it's Chicago or, or uh, uh, Baltimore. <clears throat> um, and uh, I used to live in Chicago, too. And, um, and I, someone tried to, they, someone pulled out a knife on me and tried to stab me in my back. And, um, several times, I mean, it it happened so fast and, you know, I mean, just which every move that I was dodging, you know, I missed him and putting that incision in my back with that knife. And I remember going from that moment, I'm like, okay, I, I, I need to let people know even more details about my life, you know? So
0: yeah, it's important. Yeah, no, it, it is important. In fact, about Bogota, my, I know how dangerous it is because my cousin is adopted, and uh, so he went there. He wanted he went by himself. He, he he was like, "I'll just go by myself. I'll I'll figure this thing out." And uh, so he went there as an American, and uh, who, you know, who, and he's taking pictures. They had, it was like one of the May Day parades or a parade that the military was down the street, and he's taking pictures. They broke his camera and took the film out. I mean, like, really? And this was... Maybe Wait. The, who's there? The, the, the military. The, the the people, you know, he, he had people, The you know, it was military guys who came in out of nowhere in, in Bogota and just did that, and he, he, he was almost scared to go back out because people were telling him not to go down this street, that street, but the military... When you when and they had the parade down the middle of the street. It wasn't that it was a, he didn't like climb over a fence, and right. they wanted no pictures of what they were doing. And because he looks like a Colombian, I mean he, he is Colombian, and man, he, every time I tell him that story, he turns white. So he, he's like, <laughs> and but he but he learned that the next time he went uh, to try to find his adoptive, well, uh, his biological parents, mm-hmm. he 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 took smarter. He, 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 he planned in advance. So that's one of the things that I'd I'd love to ask you when you know where you're going, how much planning do you do? Because I know you, we we talked about wanting to be in the, with the people, uh, not, not just the the tourist spots. How much do you, like do you start to get to know people before you hit the ground? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I rely on my contacts, um,
1: like where I'm going right now, I'm talking to one, two, three, four, five different people um, who are actually in these countries and they're giving me the lowdown and the spiel of restaurants and areas and I'm reading reviews on Airbnb that I'll go join a group on Facebook and, you know, ask questions. So it's it's really a lot. I mean, it's I know I'll be honest, it's exhausting, but. Um, if I'm looking for the best experience for myself and to provide for my followers, then for me it's worth it
0: okay, no, that's awesome so how would somebody find it so like, like, like just if I want to go to someplace what would you so you would say if I heard you correctly the, check out the blogs and check out the vlogs for people who've already gone there and maybe reach out to to you and we we definitely want to get your contact information so people can reach out to you and follow you and and, and travel the yes. world.
1: I, listen, one of my favorite things I enjoy doing. You know what brings me so much joy, David? I really love the fact when someone calls me, texts me, or emails me, say, "Hey, I need some information about this country. What can you give me?" Like to give service like that really brings joy to me. Like I get jealous if they ask somebody else. Like I really like to be that to go to guy too, because I love tour guiding. Like that's just who I am as a person, and uh, it's it's fun um so to so, so find me i'm on both platforms on social media on instagram and facebook look me up on my name huey scott or you can put in the live love travel experience and you can find me on uh, on either handle Hi, and i i wanted to say this too um we talked about in closing <clears throat> something to leave the leave the, leave the audience i've talked about traveling and how traveling is really important for for culture, for a personal experience, interpersonal, and for your soul. But while you're traveling, and no matter what you do in your life, and I'll leave you with these words, never be desperate, be destined.
0: Mm. Man, talk about a dry, a mic drop. Wow, that's awesome. All right, well, I'm glad that we were destined to meet each other, and uh, I can't wait to, to, to meet you more. I, I really... Uh, I keep telling Jr. Man, talk about that fear of missing out, man. You know, to miss the BLA in in March, but I have a, I'm gonna be in LA at the beginning of March, and then I got, I have another speaking gig in at, at the end of the month. And with my seventeen-year-old daughter, I can't leave her. I can't leave a seventeen-year-old <laughs> for a month gone, man. You know uh, uh, that is trouble in so many ways. Yeah. Um, Wait a but, minute. So when when are you going to be in L.A.? I'm going to be in L.A. March third, well, second through the fifth. That's a weekend, right? Yeah, it's a weekend.
1: Okay, Dag. I think I'm going to be.
0: I think I'm going to be on the East Coast. Yeah, we flip flop, but. <laughs> We're um,
1: flip flopping,
0: yeah. yeah. But but anytime you're in or around New York, let me know, man. I I would love to yeah. connect. Uh,
1: Wait, you know, I you know what? You know what? I will. I actually have the Long Island show. Where? Um, I don't have the deep Oh my gosh, But, man, can this count you out? Yeah. Can you still hear
0: me? I can still hear you. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can still hear okay,
1: you. So I, and David, it just hit me. I will be in Long Island and uh.
0: Oh, my calendar is not going to... I'm going to text... Okay, wait, yeah, okay. text me later, because I I, I guarantee you, you might be no more than 10 okay. minutes away from my house. So I'm
1: going to be in Long Island the end of March, March 31st, April 1st, April
0: 2nd. Oh, that weekend is... That's the weekend I'm going to be in, in Philly, but, but let me know when you're coming in, and let, let's let see what okay. we can do uh, on, on timing, okay. because uh, okay. my guess is you're going to be somewhere within 10, 15 minutes from me. There's some great hotels where they have lots of... Uh, halls and, and things like that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm speaking on, on on Sunday. I'm speaking at the uh, Huntington Hilton. Uh, so, oh, nice. yeah, nice. yeah. So I'm. I'm uh, I, that's why I'm trying this year, man. Again, God's been been good to me. That last year was, was a lot of headwinds to hold me back from things, but this year, man, the wings are flying. Nice. I
1: love it. Yeah, and and soar like an eagle.
0: Well, that's what I always say. That's, well, that's the name of my book, right? When your heart says it's your time to soar. So, I, my friend, I really hope for you that you keep soaring and experience it. And I can't wait to be traveling with you uh, yeah. if not physically. Definitely uh, a little, you know, fear of missing out. But I, I definitely love to keep seeing it because I, I've loved watching the, the pictures that you, sh- you shared. And I love sharing with you. You're such an amazing human being. Likewise.
1: Likewise. And um... – I can't wait until uh, next time we reconnect.
0: All right, definitely. So can't wait to hear all the places you're going to go to. And for everybody else, well, follow Huey because you definitely want to get some peace and love from that because he's such a great human being and you will find peace from all the locations he's at. And when you're bringing a bat, find your sweet spot and knock it out of the park. Thanks. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Chemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidchemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste.